This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm here with Jessica Thomas, who is a CPA, and Peter Lynch. Good morning. There's a situation we wanted to talk about. Ava and Max are confused as to what to do. Uh, They were told by their financial advisor they should use this market decline uh, to tax loss sell to offset some of their gains. And there's almost always, you know, a a security that's down. I know I heralded last year. Was it last year? Yeah, no, year before last in 17. uh, When we had a 20% increase in the S&P 500 and about 24% of all of the securities in the S&P 500 actually had a loss. So you you had if you held them individually, you could have, you know, probably had opportunities to manage your tax situation, and that's what's aimed at here when we're talking about tax loss harvesting. So um you know, uh, Max Friend who's a who's a portfolio manager uh, Recommended not to sell anything. Ava then asked her CPA for advice and again received the same conflicting message. Uh, basically, it seems the portfolio manager recommends staying invested. Financial advisor says there's an opportunity to achieve a higher after-tax return. Um, the CPA says sell what you can for a loss to offset as much tax as possible. So three professionals with three differing opinions uh, and Lo and behold, we got three similar folks on the show today. Uh, so we're going to have the big smackdown. We've got metal chairs, uh, folding tables. We can break stuff. I mean, you know, sling each other around, whatever you want to do. I am, am the guy that usually comes at this from the point of view of the portfolio manager. Um, it is my job to make people money, period. Right. So if I'm recommending it, even if it's at a loss, I believe it still has benefits to the investor. Mm-hmm. Long Jesse, term. Long term. Jesse, you're you're the CPA. Our um, job is to save people money. Exactly. And and lower that tax bill. Exactly. So Peter, you're kind of in the middle here. You, A little you bit want of both. The, yeah, the the highest after tax return. And and Jesse, I know we've talked off the air, and you're kind of there too. And I see that point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if I'm recommending it, I believe that it has uh, potential to go higher. So that's that's kind of where I stand. Now, I'll leave the floor open. You guys can talk about why you believe what you believe and, and what it is. I'll tell you this, though, before we get into that. The key to this whole thing is being able to foretell the future, right? Right. Who knows what in the world is going to happen next? Yeah, I can make some great recommendations if you want to buy in in 2017. Oh, absolutely, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With the with the uh, with the uh, vision of uh, of history, we yes. can all just go crazy with that. But I don't have a time machine, so I can't really help you on that. Uh, but we've seen recently, you know, some stocks that have have performed well for a long time and then they fall apart, like a GE. Uh, we've seen Boeing, which was mm-hmm. uh, a huge driver. The Dow's. Uh, recent rise and now decline for the last month or so. Um, so what do we do with those and why? I think it, you've got to look at them fundamentally, too. So coming from your point of view, if the stock is still a good stock to hold long term, even if it's pulled back, from my point of view, we can temporarily sell it, take a loss uh, against any gains. Um, but there are a couple of important things that you have to do while you're selling that stock. If you believe it still needs to be in the portfolio, um, 
and you're going to be buying it back in 31 days. Mm-hmm. Which is it. which is to avoid any wash sale rules, which means uh, the IRS won't let you just sell it today, buy it back tomorrow, claim the loss, and move on. You have to be out of that stock for 30 days, so you buy it the 31st day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that brings up the big question of trying the, to time the market. In the next 30 days, what's going to happen? Exactly. Right. And we saw what happened at the end of December and then what quickly happened in January. So replacing that stock with something that is not a similar security, so using maybe a, an S&P 500 fund or something so that you're not completely out of the market after you've sold, um, I think is a big big thing that you need to do yeah, when well, you're trying to do Peter, this. Peter, let's leave it right there for just a minute. We need to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk to you about what to do in the absence of, you know, if you do sell the security, there's certain ways that you can handle it. So you've got a stock that's down. You want to reduce your uh, tax burden. The way that works is uh, once you realize the loss, you have to stay out of that stock or anything very similar. Um, so... Uh, you know, most of the time, if you sell an individual security, an individual stock, uh, you're not going to get dinged by the IRS. Uh, what you probably want to be careful of there is if you have an exchange-traded fund that follows the S&P 500, you sell it, buy another one that does the same thing, you might be getting way too close for my comfort for sure. But in the meantime, what are you going to do with this? There's, there's a couple of possibilities, right? Uh, maybe three. The market goes up. You've got it in cash, you get left behind. The market goes down, you got it in cash, you win. Market goes up, you've got it in a security. Uh, it, you know, you could you could buy a broad market security as a replacement, you know, short term, maybe the S&P 500. Market goes up, you sell it. Uh, at the end, you've got a short term gain. Yes. Which is totally against what you were trying to do. Um, you own that S&P 500, the market goes down, you've lost. Right. So then the other piece is, you know, it's it's uh, it's an ETF similar a stock that's maybe one of your others that's on your watch list, whatever it might be. Uh, but the problem is we don't know. The market is very volatile. Even, you know, if you've got fundamentals, as uh, as as Peter mentioned, if you've got fundamentals on a stock that look really good, sometimes it takes a while for that to begin to work. Right. And you're trying to do all of this in a. 31-day period. Mm-hmm. Right. And 31 days in the stock market is very short term. Yeah. And one thing to mention, too, just because I did get a question from a client that this does need to be done only in a taxable account. Only in a taxable account. Makes no right. sense to do it in, in an IRA None or retirement. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, you don't get the benefit of the tax. I mean, the, right. the loss of the gain uh, is, is insignificant there because it's tax deferred. You don't, I mean, you best just to stay invested in those accounts for sure. Right. And even in a taxable account, it only makes sense if you have income that it can be used to offset. So if you're worried because you've gotten a raise at work or something similar, you had to take your RMD this year, it's not going to help you there. These losses can only be used to offset capital gains income. Um, and then an additional $3,000. So the maximum loss benefit you're ever going to get is the offset of capital gains and then $3,000. So if you've got a position and you don't have any capital gains to offset and you still think that stock might be viable in the future, it's definitely not worth selling at all. Right, yeah. So as a financial analyst, I I look at the the portfolio overall. I like to look at metrics, uh, you know, where where one stock's benefit might offset another one's 
uh, lack of benefit, so you know you get less volatility. One moves a lot, and one doesn't. Uh, things of that nature. So you know that's what diversification is all about, and and uh, how things are correlated relative to the other. Uh, I'm not going to recommend a stock that I don't believe is going to be beneficial to the investor. So if I'm still recommending it, I say hold it. If uh, if I get to a point where a stock has appreciated greatly, and I say sell it. A lot of times I get pushback, even from my advisors, my my financial advisors to the client who say, yeah, but you're going to create a a huge uh, tax situation for the client. I will agree. When you sell something, you either lock in a loss or a gain, and that is known, period. So, I mean, we we get to this point then where we're talking about, you know, we're going to sell this for a loss, futures – Impossible to know, especially over the next 30, 31 days. Um, you know, you might create this short-term gain. You might have a loss and things are good, but you also have a short-term loss because you bought a stock and it failed too, which in that case you'd have been better to hold cash. Mm-hmm. So there's really not a clear answer to this puzzle, right? There isn't, and it, it's just one of the many pieces of financial planning. So you do have to include the tax portion. Right. You do have to include that we don't know what the market's going to do. Um, but it is an option that's available, so it's a good idea to talk to your financial advisor. Right. Is this right for me? And if they can communicate with your accountant, that's even better, because if you're selling something that has a gain and you think that it's a good time to sell it, everyone agrees, you know, taking a loss to offset it may not be the best answer. There may be other tax or financial planning strategies that can eliminate that without having to start a cage match between all these different people <laughs> who do and do not want you to take this loss. Right. And, you know, here's the other thing. It's it's as important to consider what about taking the gains. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, recently we saw what happened to Boeing. Boeing had been on a tear. It was one of the best uh, best performing securities in the market, period. But they started having these issues. The news was getting negative on them. Now, the stock didn't move a lot because a lot of, I I blame it on retail investors, but a lot of investors were still confident and comfortable holding Boeing, even though they were showing that they were having this this potential problem. Mm -hmm. They continue to have the same problem. They haven't cured it yet. Um, Don't really know the ultimate cause, uh, but it's got a good group of the planes that they have sold to clients grounded and they have mm-hmm. lost some of the the uh um the the backlog in in orders especially on that uh 737 max uh platform they they are losing uh potential sales there so um you know when i start seeing those things i'm going to start pounding the table hey we need to get out of this and and that brings and, up the point too of rebalancing the portfolio so when you have those big gains you want to trim back those profits take the profits and then potentially look for some losses to offset that. Right. And even without losses, I mean, you're talking if you've held the stock for over a year, long-term capital gains rates, which are maxing out at 20%, most people are in a 10 or a 0 to 15% bracket right. there, mm-hmm. as opposed to the top ordinary rate of 37%, you're still having a savings. Substantial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you've 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 locked in that gain at that point. You know, you're away from a, a bad news situation. Say you invested, uh, you know, just for round numbers' sake. Say you invested a thousand dollars, and the thing doubled. So now you have two thousand. 
uh, you sell it, you only owe tax on the thousand that was the gain, not the mm-hmm. not the basis, uh, not the thousand that you invested. So even if it's a 20% tax rate on a long term, meaning you held it over a year, a year and a day uh, or longer, you, you've still, you know, you owe, what, 200 bucks? You got... You invested a thousand, you walked away with eighteen hundred. I'd say that's a pretty big win. Yeah. But there are people out there that just absolutely do not want to pay tax. And that was one of the things too, and Jesse, I'm sure you've used this line about letting the tax savings wag the investment dog. Right. Right. Yeah, it's it's not it. good to fall into that trap. So while while tax is important and absolutely. again, you know, you, you make a transaction, when you sell something, you either owe tax or you get a tax break. Uh, we don't. We can know exactly which you're going to have, but we don't know what the future is going to be on that. So, mm-hmm. you know, in, in my opinion, paying a $200 tax bill on a $2,000 investment, really, it's only 10% of the total investment. It's 20% of the gain that you made. Um, but at the end of the day, if things look ugly fundamentally, I'm still going to be the guy that pounds the table and says, sell it. I don't care what the tax issue is. And that, again, goes to that you know the wrong uh, the wrong end wagging the dog right <laughs> but uh anyway so so that's that's kind of where we all are it wasn't really much of a fight i, I got to tell Too you i'm agreement. disappointed <laughs> I, but in the end you know it is we do have some pretty heated debates as to whether or not we do this that or the other thing and quite often it boils right down to what the client wants mm-hmm. right. you can explain it to some people they get it and they they go with what your advice is you can explain it to others and they look at you square in the eye and say don't care don't want to have a game how in the world do you get around a game hold it I, until you, you can't either, hold it anymore yeah you either Pass away. Pass it to your estate and, and take the step up in basis. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's either that you lose money until you don't have a gain anymore, mm-hmm. or you give the thing to charity mm-hmm. at market value. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a real quick break right here. When we come back, we will answer some financial questions. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. You're listening to Money Talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.